Sunday is this time where we recognize that God is in community in and of his makeup and his character. And it's something that we are at our annual conference over the past uh, three days. And the theme of the conference was committed, connected community. So in that, we can see how, as being part of the Trinity, it is so connected and committed and in community with and of itself that it spreads out into us in order to draw us in to that community. We are a part of that community, and the more that we are committed and connected, then we can show the world that our community is one that wants to include them as well. So let's keep that in mind as we go throughout this service and recognizing our committed, connected community that we have here at Faith Community Church. Turn to your announcements. There are several committee meetings this week. Make sure you check out the calendar, and if you are part of those, make sure you put that on your calendar uh, to be a part of that. Speaking of conference, we are grateful for your response on bringing in laundry detergent and shampoo. We had 10 boxes of stuff that we took and we delivered uh, on Thursday, and it was greatly appreciated. Uh, we also want to mention uh, that next week is Coin Sunday. Don't forget to bring in to continue with sharing uh, a little bit and helping our children be involved with understanding how we give for missions in our area. And also, uh, the Bible study on Tuesday mornings, for those who are not involved, they meet on Tuesday mornings and they have chosen a book for the next several weeks. Uh, you are invited to be a part of that. It's not something that's set. This is the group you can uh, join that group. So if that's something that you have been thinking about or the Lord has been leading you to, uh, please take part of that. And there are contact information in there for you if you would like to uh, put your name on the list for a book. Also, if you want to get involved this summer with uh, helping the men of faith in their uh, garden uh, that they are going to be having, uh, make sure you get in touch with Butch and he'll make sure that you are able to get involved with that today. With that, uh, let us begin our time of worship with uh, getting ourselves centered as we hear the introit.
Good morning. Please stand as we share together the call to worship. O God, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Your glory shines from below and grows from above. You bring wisdom from the youngest and most vulnerable of us. You call forth We look to your creation and find you everywhere. O God, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Please remain standing and sing number 62 on the screen or in your hymnal on page 62. And remain uh, just for this. Yeah, all right. Thank you. 
join me in the opening prayer. Great Creator, who are we that you are mindful of us? Who are we that you care for us? We don't know what we have done to deserve your love, God. Maybe nothing at all. And yet, you give it freely, openly, enthusiastically, asking only that we receive it, hoping only that we share it. Come and help us receive it. Come and help us share it. Amen. And now uh, for the reading from the epistle, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 11 through 13. <coughs> Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss, all God's people here send their greetings. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Let me have just a, a prayer of thanksgiving at this time. Gracious God, we thank you that you are rising up servants in the church. That you are showing them that they matter. That it is in their bringing of the light into the service that reminds us of you and your light in us. And as they carry the light out, they, we are reminded that we don't leave alone. That we are leaving and following your lead. So, Lord, we are grateful for their service and how they are becoming more and more a follower of you through their service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Children's moment is right now, too, so if those would like to stay up here, that would be good. Lynn, are you here? Right? Ha, <laughs>
If you'll turn in your hymns and remain seated. Number 358 will also be on the screen. Dear Lord and Father of Mankind. Gracious and merciful God, God whose character in and of itself is beautiful, one that should bring all to our understanding, all to our, our sense of being, should just draw us in to you. Just pondering what that is like, oh God, your character in the love that you pour out upon us. It should inspire us. So Lord, I pray that you would be active in our midst. That you would be stirring in the midst of our hearts. That you would make our minds just want to cry out. Lord, we are your people. In order to be a people, we have to come together, oh God. We just ask that you would continue to stoke our spirits. 
to want to be with one another, to want to know one another, to want to know you, O God, and that through each other we can learn more of you. As we we talk about our own relationships with you, we can sense where we may be uh, striving to to know more or we may be able to share how much we know about you. But more so, we want to be able to see in one another that we are loving each other because of the community that you have started through your son, Jesus Christ. It is through Jesus that we see one who demonstrated community in a way that is sometimes beyond our understanding, that we don't understand how it was possible for him to draw these these people together. And that in spending time with Jesus, their hearts were changed in order to love one another and to love those around them that they normally would not have. The Lord work in us. Work in your church. Each and every one of us have something that may be keeping us from wanting to express ourselves in this way of of being able to be in community. So Lord, I ask that you would meet us all in that place where we need healing. There may be physical healing that we need that we feel as though because we have some kind of uh, malady against us that we feel like we're, we're unable to be a part of community. Maybe there's a, a sense of arrogance that keeps us out of saying, oh, I, I don't need to be a part of that community because I don't need what they might provide. Maybe there's just an unawareness. We ask that you would draw us closer and closer with thee so we can be closer and closer with each other. Lord, there is something in us that needs healing. So may your spirit bring that upon us. We are the church. And here in this local church, we call ourselves faith community. Sharing faith, building community. May we resemble what we say. Let us now join with one voice together sharing the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. At conference this uh, Friday morning, there was a worship service, and as part of the worship service, they collected... uh, the offering for the conference. The offering was going to the the West Ohio Disaster Relief and to uh, a mission in Mexico that the West Ohio Conference has been a part of for several years. Uh, But when they announced what they received that day, it caught my my attention. It was $29,000 that they were able 
to receive. When I think about, you know, this is a large conference, yes, but still, $29,000 was presented in the midst of, of seeing many churches leaving the United Methodist Church. The United Methodist Church spoke up that day, saying that we are strong and we are here because Jesus Christ is in here. So may we, as we are the church in this community, continue to show that we are strong and we are here to make a difference in this community. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? Would you like to help me, Sir Vic? Join now together in the prayer of dedication. You have given us more, O God, than we could ever repay. You have filled us in ways we didn't even know we needed. Awakened again to both the giver and the gifts, we respond in gratitude, passing along your grace. 
Take the offerings of our lives and our hearts, O God, and use them to care for your family and for your world. Amen. Please remain standing for our gospel reading this morning that comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated.
blessed to uh, have my wife as part of the congregation. I am blessed to have started in this life of ministry before even myself. And as her uh, being my greatest champion of getting me to the point where I am, it has been great for me to be able to see her develop and uh, her ministry that she has done for many years. Preaching was not always one of them. Uh, in the past couple of years, she has been uh, sensing the Lord speaking to her heart and giving her messages periodically. And she would come to me and say, I, I think I have a message that the Lord is asking me to share. And so I would say, well, just let me know when that might be. But there's also those times when I say, honey, do you think that you might be able to preach on this Sunday? <laughs> uh, we just had an annual conference, and I knew for a fact that it would be difficult to prepare a message for you uh, with those days. So a couple months ago, I asked her if she'd be willing to uh, be seeking a message uh, from the Lord, and the Lord has provided I also want to take this moment as we just listen to the choir. This was their last Sunday for the season, uh, but we appreciate all that they have done. Would you join me? One other editorial note, just to, to let you know, at the end of the annual conference, the bishop did appoint me for the next appointed year to stay here at Faith Community. So I would be Yeah, I don't want to move again yet. <laughs> uh, wow, I've got to get used to kind of being up here. This is a, a, kind of a different atmosphere for us. And I know the first Sunday he preached, he said it, it feels different. So um, we're glad to be here. We really are. And I, I want to appreciate the choir, too, just say one more word to them about how much we're going to miss you over the summer. It's always great to have the choir with us. And we didn't have a choir in the church that we were at the last five years before we got here, so it has been such a blessing to have a choir in our midst. So thank you for all you do. Um, so years ago, uh, when I was pregnant with our son, Jeff and I ended up in the office of, an, of a chiropractor. Uh, we went there because Jeff had hurt himself playing racquetball. This is not a new occurrence. <laughs> he hurts himself a lot playing sports. <laughs> um, Jeff had been to a chiropractor before and figured it would help. I had never been. The chiropractor we went to was, is a very vivacious, smiling, and optimistic person um, who has the skill to talk, um, talk anyone into almost anything. Uh, we still consider her a very good friend to this day, even though we live miles apart. That day in her office, Terry gave me a variety of reasons why I should let her adjust me. She promised it would help me feel better during my pregnancy. She also told me how getting adjusted would help my body be aligned so that when I was in labor, the baby would come out more easily. Makes sense. I was hesitant and not too sure about all this chiropractic stuff. But she said to make that it, but what she said made sense to me, and so I decided I would give it a try. 
Not only did it help me with some of the discomforts of pregnancy, but the delivery and recovery of our son was short, and while not painless, it was relatively easy compared to other stories and experiences I have heard of. And all these years later, I continue to get adjusted, to get my body into alignment. I've shared this story to kind of help try to create in your mind an image of what it might mean to be aligned. Um, But today I'm not talking about going to a chiropractor to get aligned. I want to share my thoughts about how do we line our lives with the Trinity? Both the passages we read today tell us a little something about this. Both passages specifically refer to what we call the Holy Trinity. And as Jeff said, today is Trinity Sunday. Matthew 28:19 tells us, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We call this the Great Commission. It gives us our purpose and our direction. However, I think we sometimes gloss over a couple key ingredients that this passage mentions. First, we often forget to recognize the importance of the Trinity. What is the Trinity? It's the perfect alignment of God. God is the perfect relationship, perfectly in alignment, and working in the world all around us. From the beginning, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, who is the Word of God, and the Spirit worked together in harmony to create the world. And humankind lived in alignment with our God in this beautiful creation. Of course, we all know things didn't stay that way, did they? Our relationship with God was broken, and we had no way to realign ourselves with God on our own. The law God gave us and our ability to keep it proves this. That's why Jesus had to come. He had to fix the brokenness by doing what he did for us. He died to fix our sin problem. He was raised from the dead to defeat our death problem. And he ascended to the Father's right side so that we could have access to the Holy Spirit to fix our alignment problem. To be aligned with the Trinity, we must first recognize and embrace fully what the Son has done to give us access to the Holy Spirit. We can only live in alignment with the Trinity because of the Trinity. We can't do it on our own, and if we try, we will fail. We have to yield to the Holy Spirit, 
to the work of the Son and the Father in us in order for us to live a life of purpose that comes from God. Let's see if I can break this down just a little bit more. When Jesus is asked what the greatest commandment in the law is, he replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. I want you to notice the language of alignment in this passage. It's internal alignment language. Heart, soul, and mind. In alignment within us and in alignment with God. When we love God with all ourselves, we live in alignment with God. When we are living in this alignment, the Spirit has access to our being and helps us to live the second part of this text, loving our neighbors as ourselves. We don't truly love God with all our heart, mind, and soul if we don't take the time to examine what's going on inside us. This is part of what Paul is getting at in in his closing letter to the Corinthians. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. This is the warning that Paul shared just before the text that was read earlier this morning. He wants the believers in Corinthians to pay attention to what they are doing, feeling, and thinking. He doesn't want them to miss the point of what Jesus did and the access that we now have to the Holy Spirit. It's our reminder to examine our hearts, minds, and souls in order for us to be aligned with the Holy Spirit. This is transformation language. To be aligned with the Trinity, to be transformed, to be changed, requires us to examine our internal world. Let's go back to the analogy of the chiropractor, a chiropractic adjustment again. When our body, body isn't in alignment, we will begin to experience aches and pains of this misalignment. One pain leads to another that leads to another and often leads to another. When my hips are out of adjustment, my knee will begin to hurt. I may not experience the pain actually in my hip, but I will notice the pain in my knee, especially if I'm out trying to run or walk or exercise in some way. If I ignore the pain, I may do further damage, or at the very least, I'll still have to deal with the pain. That's why I go to the chiropractor and get readjusted so my hips are realigned. It's the same for us internally. If we ignore any part of our internal self, we will only be creating more problems in our internal world. 
which will also then lead us to problems in our external world. We can't love God fully if we are ignoring what's going on inside of us. And we can't love others as ourselves if we don't first love ourselves. Are you starting to see what I mean by being in alignment? We don't want to look like one of these where, you know, we're thinking or feeling or doing or something and and we're not getting it all together. God made us perfectly to have all of those things together. There's a point to each one of them. We want to be aligned in our internal world with God and with ourselves. This leads me back to the Matthew 28 passage. I said that one key ingredient we miss in the text is the Trinity language. The other piece I think we miss is that Jesus reminds us that he will be with us always to the very end of the age. The presence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself, God himself is with us always. So we have all our we have our holy chiropractor available to help us get adjusted, realigned whenever we get off course. To be aligned with the Trinity, we must constantly remind ourselves that God is present. Access to God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is always available to us. Because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we do not have to live life on our own. We don't have to fight any battle on our own. We don't need to try to live and out the Great Commission on our own. We can have confidence in our ability to get right with God and live right from God because we always have access to God. I think that's worth repeating. We can have confidence in our ability to get right with God and live right from God because we always have access to God. We need to wake up in the morning and set our eyes on Jesus so that we start our day fully connected to God. We need to remember to reach out to our holy chiropractor and ask him, what do I need to set right today? What adjustments in my heart, mind, and soul do I need to make in order to live my day in accordance with God's will and purpose for my day? Why do we have such a hard time doing this? It seems like a no-brainer. Let's start our day with Jesus, right? Unfortunately, we all too often ignore this piece, and sometimes we outright stubbornly resist God's alignment. To be aligned with the Trinity, we must quit resisting the adjustment that needs to happen. Back to that chiropractic analogy. When I go to the chiropractor, I, may get, I get my neck and my jaw adjusted. 
and it's necessary to help me with the tension that I carry around on my shoulders. Often, I, however, I, can, I find um, that when I'm trying to get adjusted in the neck in particularly, that my body will tense up as I anticipate that adjustment. It's like I'm scared of it. I know it's going to help, but I resist letting it happen. This is what we do each day when we resist or ignore the Holy Spirit's availability in our lives. We resist the very thing that will help us. We get distracted by our lives and quit paying attention to what is going on within us. We go through the motions each day and forget that God is ever-present. We get hung up on things that are going a particular way. It's got to be this way. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be... We get hung up on things... Um, we start to think, oh, well, you know, my spouse, Jeff, are you listening? Um, <laughs> that, that they can read our minds and, and know what we need. And then we get resentful when they don't. We get caught up in the lies our minds tell us about ourselves, and we wonder why we feel so unloved. We ignore the problems that exist because we don't want to take the time to address them. We get fearful of the pain that we might endure and assume that God isn't there. We generally forget, ignore, or resist the fact that Jesus is with us in our everyday lives. We take our focus off of God and focus on anything that we think will make us feel better. A chiropractor can't help us if we don't go see them or allow them to adjust us. Getting in alignment with the Trinity requires intentional attention to what is going on internally and externally. It is also, it's also, it's not something that we can do on our own. This is where the corporate piece of alignment comes into play. Paul says in his closing words to the Corinthians, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people here send their greetings. We need each other in this alignment work. It is our brothers and sisters in Christ that can help us in this alignment process. It's not about pointing out each other's faults, but helping each other work through the difficulties and pains that we are suffering together. To be aligned with the Trinity, we need to actively encourage each other with the love of Christ that we ourselves have received. I have been fortunate um, to have a group of ladies that I meet with online every week and have been doing so for probably the last five or six years. We started out as acquaintances. We met when we were doing some training, um, ministry training, more than 15 years ago. Now we are our greatest allies. 
We don't see all things the same. We are from different denominations, different theological backgrounds, different political backgrounds. We live in different parts of the country. We are different ages. But the one thing that we all have in our oneness, all have is our oneness in Jesus. We are there for each other and are of one mind in this way. As I have journeyed through some difficulties these last few years, they have been the people that help me stay alert, pay attention, and realign myself to God. They have been the ones to ask hard questions in love and help me reassess what's going in on internally so that I live and love externally. I am so grateful for this group of women. They have helped me so much, and I know I have helped them as well. I know I would not be who I am today without their love and support. Friends, we're just getting to know each other. But let me tell you, five years ago, I was tired. I was weary. I was worn out from carrying around a lot of personal baggage. And I was definitely not prepared for all that was coming, um, like COVID and my father's dementia and his eventual passing, just to name a few of the things that we were dealing with. I wasn't loving God with my whole heart, soul, and mind because I was resisting the things that I needed to do to heal and get right in myself, with myself, so that I could truly embrace the love that God was offering me. God was gentle and loving as he helped me unpack all that baggage. And as I released it over to him, I started seeing myself for who I am and whose I am, a beloved child of God. And as I did this, my spirit began to align more fully with God, and I was able to walk through some very, rather stormy um, years of loss and disappointment. And I did it without falling apart. I am a stronger and healthier and more whole person today because of it all. I still have to remind myself of all of this every day. It's never a one-and-done thing. Don't we wish it was? Sometimes it's a moment-by-moment -moment thing. We have to keep getting adjusted. And just as I have to remind myself, I want to remind you as well that we are set free from the condemnation of the law and given access to the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit to live a life in alignment with him. We carry around way too much baggage and try way too hard to do it all on our own. It doesn't need to be this way. This is why we struggle so hard to live out the great commandment. Let me close with this summarizing thought. To fulfill our call 
the Great Commission, we must align ourselves internally with the Trinity so we will be living out the Great Commandment externally. Ponder that thought. To fulfill our call, the Great Commission, we must align ourselves internally with the Trinity so we will be living externally the Great Commandment. And in the words of Paul, in his closing to the Corinthians, let me say this to you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. in communion. We are amazingly, unbelievably invited around the table of Jesus Christ. When we think about what we've just heard this morning and consider how we may be misaligned as we prepare ourselves to come to the table to be in full communion, to be fully aligned with Christ as we receive. Let's take a moment to right ourselves by telling us with our minds as we invite our hearts and our souls to join together in recognizing our need for Jesus Christ in our lives. Let's take a moment of silence. Through God's amazing love, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. This proves God's love toward us. It is in the name of Christ that we are forgiven. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Blessed are you, our Alpha and our Omega, whose strong and loving arms encompass the universe. For with your eternal word and Holy Spirit, you are forever one God. Through your word, you created all things and called them good. And in you, we live and move and have our being. When we fell into sin, you did not desert us. You made a covenant with your people Israel and spoke through prophets and teachers. In Christ Jesus, your word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is Jesus Christ, who called you Abba, Father. As a mother tenderly gathers her children, you embrace the people as your own and filled them with a longing for a peace that would last and for a justice that would never fail. In Jesus' suffering and death, you took upon yourself our sin and death and destroyed their power forever. You raised from the dead the same Jesus, who now reigns with you in glory, and poured upon us your Holy Spirit, making us the people of your new covenant. And on the night before meeting with death, Jesus took bread, gave thanks to you, and he broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Do this, take this, and eat it, and do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sin. As often as you drink of it, remember me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. So pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts that in the breaking of this bread and the drinking of this cup, we may know the presence of the living Christ and be renewed as the body of Christ for the world, redeemed by Christ's blood. And as the grain and grapes once dispersed in the fields are now united on this table in the bread and the cup, so may we and all your people be gathered from every time and place and feast at your table forever. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. The table is set. And here within the United Methodist Church, we have an open table, so all are welcome to come to participate in the giving and the receiving of the bread and the cup. If those who are helping would come forward, we will be receiving as we have most recently, as we will have the ushers be uh, releasing you to come forward, and we'll have a station on each side of the congregation. Uh, for you to come forward, we will hand you the elements and you can kneel if you would like to receive them. You can take them as you receive them or you can return to your seats and take them as you feel led. Ushers, would you please wait upon us. We also have gluten-free, if that is something you need, just let us know. 
also let the ushers know if you need to remain where you are and we will come and serve you after we get finished here. Ushers.
Let us pray. Gracious and merciful God, we are so grateful. Grateful that you have invited us in full communion with you. May we sense our invitedness, our belovedness, that we truly will be whole in you. Amen. You may stand for the closing hymn, number 571. It's on the screen, verses 1, 4, and 5. You may be seated for the benediction, the choral benediction, and remain seated as the choir exits. Now as we go from here, we are sent. We are sent to go and make disciples. But let us know for sure that we are aligned with the Spirit and the Father and the Son as we go. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.